everyone, and welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. I uh, got a few things to get into. It was a pretty quiet week uh, across the landscape of, uh, of LSU things and just college football and other sports in general. But uh, we're still able to to mine some things for you because that's what we do here on Talking Tigs. Before we get going, just wanted to remind you folks yet again, if you're not already following us on Twitter, please do so at Talking Tigs. No G in Talking. Uh, we're also on Facebook as the uh, Talking Tigs podcast, and you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as well. Before we get into it, want to check in with the co-host, uh, see how you guys are doing, see with uh, Tommy specifically to see how that birthday went. So, talk to me, guys. How oh, was it? It's a good birthday. Can't complain. You know, didn't went out to eat, did all kinds of stuff like that. So it was nice to go out to eat for like one of the first times and. Uh, played a little bit of golf, so yeah, it was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't see Tommy uh, this week to celebrate his birthday, but uh, doing pretty good. Got to plug the TikTok again. I think last week I said we had like 120 followers. We're up to over 300 at this point, so wow. people are hopping on the train. Uh, I'm posting on there almost every day, so go give us the follow for the the best LSU video content. Kind of, and, and I think we kind of are because, you know, Daniel, like we looked at it and we're like one of like three or four accounts that are LSU content. And like, I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but I'd say ours is probably the best. There's, there's only three or four. Yeah. It's, it, there's, <laughs> yeah. An official, there's an official LSU TikTok that has like 400,000 followers. There's Barstool Sports LSU that has like 2,000 followers. And then there's like one other guy who has like 500. And then there's us. So we're already coming, on the, coming up here. I mean, I'd say we're at least top four. Mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> with with room to grow there's so much market out there to grab let's do it um i don't know I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen anything in the sec media days because that's supposed to be in atlanta again this year which mm-hmm. i could preview myself to go into uh, assuming that you know they'll get those windows fixed but i'm sure they will but uh yeah i could get a i could get a one-on-one interview with coach Hill walking down the the blue and gold carpet <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Do some, we'll do some real uh, like investigative reporting. <laughs> Actually, I posted, I posted one of the videos of him on Fox News talking to the caster uh, there. He was talking about the upcoming football season on the TikTok. That one was doing well. He was real confident about the season. He was excited to get back in action. And it was cool to see him like on the, the national spotlight like that. Yeah. How much, uh, how much, how much, how many, how many views did the, uh, the video of Coach O jogging topless really sweaty get uh that one's got like 1200 views i think um let me look on instagram one that's done the best is uh the video i made of justin jefferson catching his four touchdowns against oklahoma that one has almost eight thousand views and i've got a few other ones that are like 1500 did uh uh, didn't he like that one too or something yes he actually he liked it and 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 he followed us so we're followed by justin jefferson lsu product on tiktok so if it's good enough for him it's good enough for the listeners I was about to say, like, if Justin Jefferson's following us, but you're not, I don't know. I, th- I might side with Justin. Yeah, what are you doing with your life if you're not? Um, but uh, getting back getting back on track here, uh, got a few announcements to go through. I'd say first and foremost, uh, you know, just the university itself put out a very extensive uh, press release regarding how it's going to move forward you know, with, with COVID and, and all things related. 
Um, I, I looked through it. It was, it was, it was pretty extensive. You know, there's still some things up in the air. I guess they're still thinking about it, but it looks like they want to proceed with classes as usual this fall, uh, which I would think, you know, thing, uh, things as usual with sports too, as well. But, uh, you know, with certain conditions, I would imagine. I, I saw something, I don't know if it's going to be campus-wide for every class, but, you know, according to what they, you know, they're still kind of deferring to the guidelines, but whether or not everyone would be wearing a mask. Uh, social distancing still being kept in mind. But I don't know, does that, do you think that means that, uh, you know, they'll be cool with going through classes as usual as long as everyone's wearing a mask? Does, do you guys kind of get that feel or is it, uh, Tommy's not going to be okay with this. Everyone's individual opinions, but does, does that seem like that's the direction the school's going to go in? I guess so. We, we, we we're moving into phase two or whatever on, on Friday. Um, so I mean, you know, phase two to phase three, phase three to phase four, I guess we should be on track to, to back to, you know, whatever you call normal. And, uh, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to, they've got a lot of different things. They're going to make a distance. They're going to hand wash. They're going to randomly test. They're going to face cover with, with the masks and everything like that. Um, I think it's hard to make 30,000 people do anything, let alone wear a mask and, you know, stay far from each other and all that. Um, but I mean, they'll probably, <laughs> they'll probably, uh, yell at you about it if you don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that maybe it'll be to where you're supposed to wear masks in like outdoor public areas, but then when if you're in class or something, then you can kind of do your own thing. Although I guess that kind of is kind of counterintuitive, to, though. Yeah, I don't know. And then the other thing I mentioned to Tommy is like like you said, where like so many people go against it and just don't wear their masks that it's kind of a, a thing that they say, but you can't really enforce. Um, and then just because there's so many people, like why would you? be able to pick out like any single one person for, for doing something. You know, what I so. think, you know what I think they're counting on? And this is like no joke. I don't, I think that, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to get like thrown out of campus for not having a mask on. I don't think they're going to have police officers, you know, LSU police. They're counting on a bunch of students shaming you. <laughs> That's what they're going to count on. Cause I you guess know it happens. Like you see the videos, like, especially in like the big cities of people, uh, where like the crowd will just join around, like get on your mask. Like I saw this video of this lady basically getting like drug out of like a Walmart or something because oh, yeah, people I saw like, that ganging up on her. Yeah, I saw the same thing. So, so I fingers think, crossed I mean, that's and, not the and, case. And, oh, oh no, I, that will be the case. I can guarantee. Maybe not at LSU. I can guarantee that in the fall there will be some video to come out of a mob of people screaming at a person who's not wearing a mask or who's too close or something or coughing on somebody. I mean, it's going to be, uh, I can guarantee that will happen. That's, that's my guarantee of the week. Right. Oh yeah. We, we have a, we have a, that's something else we had to talk about later about a certain guarantee from the, the governor of Texas, but, uh, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Um, but going back to this, uh, well, it, it was in the language of, of the release that it said, you know, they're going to just randomly select people for mm -hmm. you know, COVID test, but, they're, they're not going to, you know, completely enforce it. Like they say, hey, Tommy, uh, we selected you for a COVID test. It's basically just a free and open COVID test for you, but you don't have to take it. So, yeah, like they're not going to they're not going to track you down and make you take it. It's, I, the I weird guess thing it, about that is like 
why would you okay so like if if i was worried about having this disease having this virus and i'm in the middle of my semester and i think there's a chance i have it and they select me why would i say yes so then would, they would force oh, me not to so go to class. Start their tracing. So if well, you know they're yeah, going to start that, but the like, tracing process, <laughs> but you know, you know, but you also know they're they're not going to help you out. That if you have COVID, if you come in, if they if they randomly test you and they and you test positive for COVID, they're not going to be like, oh, that's too bad. Okay, like here's an A, or okay, like we'll help you with class. They'll say, sorry, screw you, you got COVID. Just, I guess just you get, honor. I guess, I guess you fail. I don't know. I guess we'll see you next semester. Uh, I, see, I think there's a there's there there'd be some legal exposure there to where they couldn't because everything that I've seen as far as you know the state and federal government as far as COVID, even like individual businesses, because um, some of the ones that I've worked for, they are super sensitive about this. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they I, I don't I don't think that LSU could just you know dismiss someone out of school and like they'd lose credit, they'd lose whatever. Uh, I think they have to be very, you know, uh, sensitive to approach this. Careful, yes. Uh, there's a lot of risk management, which I'm sure sure you could uh, you could talk about to, to at length. But they, there's just there's no way that if someone some student LSU tested positive with one of these random tests that they would just send them home with nothing else. Uh, I imagine they'd probably want to mitigate it. I mean, sure there'd be some some tracing going on, but I think they would offer the students something because all in all, it's a state university. It's, you know, it's publicly funded. So they, they've got to look like they are doing something. What do you call it? Plausible deniability. I, I don't know whatever you call it, but just like, they, I feel like they would do something for you. Not, you know, yeah. take care of all your medical expenses, but something. Um, yeah. I th- you might've mentioned it, but they also kind of punted on the thing that I guess a lot of our listeners are interested in, which is the athletics and they said that activities such as moving day, athletic events, et cetera, et cetera, uh, this fall may be altered or postponed. So they didn't really kind of define anything clearly. They're just like, we're gonna gonna let you know. Plans are being made now for the how these events will look and decisions will be announced in the coming weeks. So I guess it's a good thing that they didn't say like you've been canceled, but uh, I guess they there's still some some talks. Hopefully we know more soon. Yeah, I just don't understand why why uh you know so many institutions have just given into this cancel culture. I don't know. And then, well, you saw this weekend, there was another, there was another race at Bristol. So like the events are going on. It was just weird to see a stadium empty though. It was just cars. Same thing. It was just cars going around a track, but it just, it looked weird. It looked like a practice round, you know? So, I mean, I watched, I I watched the UFC this weekend too. And it was, it was like weirdly quiet. Like, the uh you know there was you normally you can hear like the kind of crowd noise and the kind of like uh yeah it, i don't know it's just it, it was it was weird to have these people just fighting with nothing no, with yeah, no they, noise in the background I don't, I don't know if either of y'all caught this but i watched a little bit of the german uh bundesliga soccer their their pro league that they started back up fully but they have no fans in the stadium but what they're doing on tv is they're pumping in the crowd noise like we had talked about it actually sounds pretty good like to be honest like obviously you see there's no people in the stands and it's not like a hundred percent realistic, but like it makes it better. I think than just being like dead silent, at least for the viewers. Daniel's experience. like, I actually prefer, I prefer artificial crowd noise to real crowds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine just, you know, the certain chance that they use and, you know, at, at LSU, if, you know, if you're in Tiger stadium, you'd want to hear the, Oh, we, Oh, 
I'm not uh, sure they're going to be pumping in yeah. back. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. But still, it's like some crowd cheering or just those chants. Because, you know, English mm-hmm. League soccer, it's all about the chants. And just I imagine hearing that in your home stadium could add a little something for you. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think these guys get motivated by a wave. But hearing, hearing 90,000, you know, doing the chomp, yeah, doing, a, doing something, it's got to add something. Yeah. Uh, I just had Mr. Two Bits in there. <laughs> what if they had an artificial Mr. Two Bits? Getting the Florida fans riled up. Rest in, rest in peace, Mr. Two Bits. He died. Mr. Zero Bits now. Oh. Wow. They know it's too soon for that. <laughs> Anyways, um, we could uh, kind of divulge what, what LSU football is, has been doing. No one really anything, no really re- any recruiting news, nothing uh, – you know, along with the college football playoff, no news that way. But uh, LSU did announce that they were going to schedule uh, two games with some some in-state schools, Southern and Grambling, which uh, I don't know. It's, they haven't really – they haven't done that in a long time, if ever, right? I don't know. It's is the it, first time yeah. they were supposed to play either of them ever, as far as I know. They got Southern on September 10th, 2022 – at Tiger Stadium, and then Grambling, September 9th, 2023, in Tiger Stadium. There you go. Uh, so that should be good. I mean, for us, you know, L- uh, Southern and Grambling hasn't been really a big part of, of LSU or, you know, major college football news. But they've got some – they've got pretty much their own storied programs with Gar- Grambling and, and Eddie Robinson. Um, you know, just the national titles that they've had with the uh, historically black universities – that makes them, you know, they have their own little history there. So it'll be good to see some some in-state schools, uh, especially black colleges, playing in Tiger Stadium, especially Southern since they're cross town. Um, and, and you know, I think I think it's safe to say LSU is probably not that concerned about, um, you know, the outcome of these games, just because it's pre- it's going to be a big mismatch for them. Right. But I'll tell you who is concerned. The Golden Band from Tigerland. I'm sure they've got that one circle on their calendar because if there's one thing that Southern and Grambling can do is they can field a great band. And most people would say that that uh, LSU's band is probably one of the best in college football. But you know, after uh, after a game a game against Southern or a game against Grambling, you know, some of these people might might uh might have reconsidered where they want to where where they want to uh, take their official visits for the band. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and some, some I bet we'll see some the, we'll see some shakeup in the two four seven band recruiting <laughs> recruiting crystal balls. And Southern was actually the band that popularized Neck, I believe, and then LSU kind of co-opted it a little bit for for better or worse. But uh so that would be pretty funny if the first time Neck has played in Tiger Stadium in whatever seven years at that point or something is Southern coming to town and and blasting it. But we shall see. Actually right. that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, but it, I mean, Tommy makes a good point. Like, how do you compete with uh, a school band whose mass or whose drum major is called the Human Jukebox, right? <laughs> you know what? You know what the it's best, out of his league. It's out of his league. You know what the best part about the LSU drum major is, though, <laughs> and this is like something that I think probably many many people don't don't notice this, but, but like if you watch it, you'll never unsee it. So when they when they you know come out of the uh when they're you know they march out and they play that one hold that tiger whatever so they 
the guy will be like, the announcer is like, you know, welcome the gold man from Tigerland, da 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 da. And the jump major salutes the home, the home side of the stands. And then they start marching and then he turns left and marches towards the sideline. And as he, as he marches, he holds his arm up <laughs> like in a high five motion and Mike runs by and high fives. Him. <laughs> and it happens every time and you can't unsee it. Like once you see, notice it once, it's, that's all you watch. <laughs> it's so odd looking <laughs> because he's marching like a robot. You know, because right. they're just in marching, and Mike runs over to him and high fives him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go with it. Got to go with it. What about uh, LSU's twenty twenty opponents from the great state of Texas? Mm. Jeez. Well, <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. LSU. You know, we we're worried about this new season coming up. Me personally. I didn't want this season to be lost because I thought that having the Texas Longhorns in Tiger Stadium was going to be, you know, a greater event. Probably it, as big, if not bigger than, you know, when Alabama comes to town. But just because it's such a, you know, they haven't played them in so long, especially not in Tiger Stadium, that, you know, this would be really good uh, for, for yeah. LSU football, for the city, for college football in general. Um, so, we're assuming that everything's still going to be, yes, horns down. We're assuming everything's going to be going on as scheduled because that's kind of what we've been led to believe at this point. Uh, I mean, you know, there's always some typical trash talking between the governors of states, you know, with, uh, with teams playing like this. Uh, well, if your team loses, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll wear your colors or I'll wear a, a longhorn hat or something like that. But um, I don't know, for whatever reason this week, Texas's governor, Greg Abbott, took it a step further, and he just went out there and put out what I'm going to call is just a blazing hot take and said that Texas and Texas A&M were both going to beat LSU in this upcoming season. Um, I, I don't know. My first instinct was to just smile and laugh, do one of those side smiles like the emoji is. Uh, just because that's just pretty brazen, considering LSU beat them both last year pretty handily. So I don't know. Let's go to you, Tommy. What uh, what do you make of of Greg Abbott's declaration here? Is it just um, is he just trying to you know keep people excited for sports, or is he just kind of do you think he needs to get like a COVID test and he's just got a really bad fever? I mean, I, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of a Greg Abbott fan. I kind of like the guy. He's a uh, you know, he's in a wheelchair. He got hit by a car and is real resilient and kind of like, you know, battled on and, and has become very successful. But I mean, that statement's not a success at all. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you can be honest with yourself and, and, and say something so absurd because, you know, LSU defending national champions. Sure. We might not have a great year the next year, but I'm sorry. We last, this past year, we put uh, how many how many yards did Texas A&M put up against us in the first half? Was it like four yards or something? And you can count on one hand, yeah, you can count on one hand. You know, we near we nearly shut them out. Basically, the only the only points they scored were uh, were in garbage time. And then the Texas game, you know, if you rewatch that game, it was way closer than uh, than it even really should have been. And so, if, uh, I just think that. If you're uh, 
it's fine to think that. And I'm, I'm sure that everybody, you know, going into their season, uh, thinks that they're going to be able to beat whoever they want. But after the kind of seasons that the teams from, from Texas had against, uh, against our LSU Tigers, I would, I would be uh, treading lightly because I don't think Coach O and the rest of that team uh, will, will be forgetting those kind of statements. Yeah, this is kind of what happened the last time Texas A&M was talking big when they when they beat us two years ago, and then we came and clapped them up. And so we, uh, I mean, we're going back to their house, and Kyle Field's a tough place to play. But I mean, to be realistic, at worst, we're going one and one in these games. I don't know if I would say who's like more likely to beat us, but like Texas, they aren't sweeping the aren't sweeping the Tigers. I also saw some people online well, saying that. Um, he was declaring that Texas teams were going to go undefeated against LSU. And then they're just forgetting about poor UTSA and rice who also have to play. Us. I know at best they'll go at best. Texas will go 500 against LSU. So, you know, I, I guess he's, I guess either he's got no respect for the, for the owls and the roadrunners respectively, or maybe the governor of Texas no doesn't even know his own, doesn't even know his own teams, which is even more of an embarrassment. It is kind of crazy that we're playing four Texas teams this year, though. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, last last season they had them in football. They had them in baseball. They had them in basketball. Uh, I don't know if it was women's basketball or softball, whatever. But whatever whatever sport LSU played Texas in, they won. So, oh, no. Yeah, I don't think anyone from Texas should be saying anything about LSU sports until you guys get back on a winning streak of some kind. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just horns down once you cross that state line. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I had mentioned to y'all just a minute ago that there wasn't really any big recruits for LSU this past week, unfortunately, but I guess the only real relevant news is that quarterback Miller Moss from California, he was, I think the number seven overall quarterback in the country, 2021 class. He just committed to USC a couple hours ago. And so he was our number two target to go along with uh, Garrett Nussmeyer after Caleb Williams, obviously, but he seems kind of Oklahoma bound. But so it looked like we may be going one quarterback with Nussmeyer in this upcoming class unless something kind of breaks our way late. But just uh, a little tidbit there. But, yeah, there wasn't really much big recruiting news this week. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't really, which was, you know, I, I guess I jinxed it last week when I said there seems to be something coming out every week. Oh, do you want to talk Justin Ross for a second? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so Daniel, what happened to what happened to the uh, to the Clemson stud? Yeah. So Justin Ross, Clemson star wide receiver, probably could have been a first round pick if he had been eligible this past year. Uh, was announced that he will be out for contender. This, yeah, will be out for the twenty twenty one season and potentially will never play football again, which is very sad to hear. Uh, he's had problems with, I'm reading this congenital fusion, something with the spinal column, I believe. And Ooh. so he was supposed to have surgery on it now. And so the doctors like aren't really confident he'll ever be able to play again. It's kind of strange. Maybe this was uh, like more widely known in the Clemson circles, but I didn't hear anything about it until it just popped out today that he's out for the season. And so I was like, wow, that's like a huge blow for Clemson. And obviously you really have to feel for the guy. Yeah, I mean, because if it's a spinal issue and if it's like fusing, then you know there's nothing you can really do about that. That's, you know, it's not like just a, a high ankle sprain or you know a tightrope repair like we, you know, something with Tua. But yeah, if it's a back issue, because 
Yeah, once that's gone, there's, I mean, there's no, there's no prosthetic for that. Uh, like that's, Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. Like when he fused his his spine after that, he was he was pretty much done. Uh, I mean, he came back for that one season, but after that, he's like, I'm done. Um, yeah, and and I think I remember, you know, I know I was I I was saying that like, um, you know, I I, I was glad that uh, he. Uh, retired when he did because he played. I think he played two or three more seasons, right? I guess it was two because remember he went to the went to the Super Bowl, lost, and then went back and won. Right. And that was his last right. year. That's right. And you know, people were saying, "Oh, is he gonna is he gonna come back after he wins one?" And I was I was so glad when he retired because, um, I was like, I don't want to. I'd rather him retire now than live to see the day when Peyton when when you know Peyton Manning goes gets hit and and uh, and doesn't. I can't get back up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah. all prayers that Justin Ross uh, makes a full recovery and we can see him play on Sundays, but it seems like his Clemson career might be over sadly. Um, True. So it, it didn't, uh, it, it didn't, it, it just said his Clemson career. Like it didn't say his football career completely. Yeah, so in this article on 24-7 I'm looking at right now, it says, according to Dabo Sweeney, there is no guarantee he can play football again in his career. And that's all it says. Gosh, that's terrible. Apparently, he was born with it, and then it, like, popped up again, like, worse on an X-ray recently. And so that's when they decided they had to take action. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess I kind of hold out hope. It might be one of those – situations where you know the the, do- the doctors are baffled and they're like i don't know you didn't expect this and he just you know perseveres and just does it because he wants to and it works out because you know that, that happens sometimes you know doctors uh, as much as they know they don't you know they don't know 100 percent of everything all the time uh because just uh, biology and science it's just uh i don't know there there can be miracles i guess you know it's like you look at uh, somebody like Tua and what what he's the injury he's had and the, the surgery he's had and if he's ready to play in the NFL by the fall then uh, I don't know or if he's at least able to practice but I don't know they, they figure out new techniques all the time those recoveries yeah. times get faster and faster like an ACL used to be like a debilitating injury for an athlete now people are back in like eight to nine months for, with an ACL like it's not that even that bad yeah. No, exactly. Um, usually an ACL is like, oh, well, you're, you're done for the year. Uh, and then we'll see where you are at the end of your rehab. But now it's like, yeah, like, I, cause I had an ACL and some of the stuff they have now, granted, I, you know, I, I didn't play division, division one football, but like they're, you know, they have them running in pools and things like that. And that wasn't part of my rehab. So I know they're going to think of things along the way and science is going to uh, advance further than the, uh, you know, the injuries will. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? He could be and back. You know, and you know, one of the, you know, just to bring it full circle, uh, speaking of medical advancements in the area of sports medicine, you know, what institution is, is, uh, has made some of the greatest strides in sports medicine, none other than LSU. So Jack Marucci and, and his whole operation. That's right. So kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. He revolutionized the, the, the ACL, uh, uh, ACL repair. Yeah, and um, uh, wasn't Dr. James Andrews from LSU? He went to LSU. Yeah, he went to LSU Medical School. That was that was the, that was the uh, that was like the sports surgery guru there for a while. Yeah, but it, no, he. I mean, he's 
he's the uh the preeminent kind of sports medicine uh doctor but um you know kobe went to him lebron went to him um i think tom brady had his knee done by him so you know yeah he's he's a great he's a great one he's an lsu alum but he's actually the team physician for alabama so you know even even the great ones fall sometimes (laughs) right right it's all right uh it happens well um just wanted to mention here quickly that uh, LSU basketball uh, coach Will Wade had released a statement. I mean, the university released a statement. The president released a statement. Uh, now Will Wade's releasing a statement. Um, I mean, he released it on – well, the, the bas- basketball team released it on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if he's released it on his own personal uh, media accounts, but uh, it's – it's, it's uh, it says a lot, but I mean, I'll just kind of paraphrase here. It's, um, you know, he's just basically putting his heart out to George Floyd and his family and, and everyone inf- negatively impacted by this. Uh, but then he goes on to say though, that, um, he doesn't feel like there's really much he can say, you know, it's like his words were going to ring hollow because as much as, uh, he's around, uh, you know, African-American communities and, and players and people, all that, you know, it's, he's not going to live, type of life that they would um so he's uh he's kind of put it out there that he's going to listen to members of his team he's going to listen to members of uh families out there and and thought leaders on the subject and he says he's going to be an ally as best he can moving forward um i don't know what that really means i don't know if he knows yet what that means but i guess it's just kind of nice to hear from his coach coach putting it out there for his players um I don't know. I think, uh, you know, this, this whole thing is kind of hitting the country in the midst of something else, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's its own thing. The two are mutually exclusive and I don't, I guess it's just good for the coach to kind of put this out there without being asked. Uh, you know, you never want to wait to be asked about something. It's good to get out ahead of this. So I think it's pretty good for Will Wade to kind of get out there and just put a statement out there giving support and just saying that, he doesn't really know how to best approach this, but he's, uh, he's willing to listen. I guess that's all you can ask from a coach, you know? Yeah. It's good that he's shown to, to stand with them and stand the community, stand with the community. And I think the official LSU and LSU football put out some statements as well. So uh, everybody's staying engaged, which is uh, good to see in these times. We don't really have to dive into the issues too much, but uh, yeah, everybody's paying attention to that right now. So stay up to date and uh, stay um, active and, and do what you can to help. Amen. Is there anything else uh, that you guys saw this week that you wanted to talk about? I believe that was pretty much it for all the big news. There wasn't a huge amount. I'm just waiting for them to announce what's going on with the, the fans for the football games. Like, like we said, they didn't commit to anything this week. So we might have that for y'all in seven days. So what do you, what do you think would be, let's just say that, they, if they did allow fans, but they wanted to social distance, do you think it's just, all right, we're, gonna, we're just going to open up to season ticket holders and maybe some students at that point? Or do you think there would be like a, a lottery system? I think it's going to be every third seat, you get two games a year. If they're going to do something like that. Uh, like the first, Two games a year? There's only at six home games. Holder? There's only six home games. And so to keep space, I mean, three splits evenly. So you get like the first and the fourth, the second and the fifth, and then the third and the sixth game. 
And then so that way people keep space. Uh, I don't really know how else they would do it. Hopefully I didn't just speak it into existence because I hope <laughs> like obviously everybody's there for every game, but that seems if they're going to try and keep like the 25%, obviously that would be 33%, but some low occupancy that kind of makes sense to me as a number. I think that, I think the way they would do it, see the, I think from the university's perspective, the boosters, the most important ones, AKA the people who make the big donations and have the most expensive seats. So I would almost think that all the season ticket holders on the, that basically, you know, if, if so Daniel, like where your seats are, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved, they moved your seats to the upper deck. Like everyone basically went higher and then the people who were in the up, who are upper deck, sorry, you're not getting tickets. And then they basically, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of the upper deck and then everybody got their own seats. Or maybe it was like a thing where some people have to sit up high. Some people have to sit up low and like you, your tickets switch throughout the year, but something like that to where, um, and then probably like, I would think they might eliminate um, a large portion of the tickets they sell to the other school to be sold for visitors, visitors tickets. And then I think, I think there's a good chance or a halfway decent chance that uh, students are left out. I would, I think they're going to go with, I think they're, I think they given the choice, they'll go with boosters over students and they'll go with bigger boosters over smaller boosters. All right. So where do you think that would leave? Cause I think you said something in one of our recent pods about, uh, maybe it wasn't LSU, but you said something about uh, some stadium allowing their box seats, even if they didn't allow, you know, uh, open air seats available, something about their box seats yeah. would be available. So do you think that uh, LSU's, you know, Tiger Stadium would still allow, you know, their normal uh, box seat fans in addition to whatever they're doing inside the open air seating? So my, so my source within the, within the program says that yes, box seats will be, pretty much standard they're pretty much the, the way they are um i don't know if that's you know we'll see how that plays out but i would think box seats are probably the easy you know it's like it, it's uh a box seat's almost like a restaurant and it's and you know you're if you're in the box like you the people only the people who are allowed in the box go in the box so there's not as much mingling and uh cross pollination you know what i mean like if you're going to eat you're only going to eat <laughs> at the, in your box. You're only you're not going to leave your box. Whereas when you're sitting in the regular seats with the real fans, you uh, you go to the bathroom, you go to the concession stand, you walk around, you have to walk up the sta- up the you know st- the stairs or whatever. Right. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I think it would just. I, I think it would just look weird in a stadium if they had people spaced out every, you know, every fourth seat or whatever it is, whatever they would, would determine. It's like, uh, you know, cause if there was a family of four that had these seats since, you know, the sixties, who knows uh, on the 50 yard line, it's like now you're spreading it down, you know, a few sections just, just to try to get them in. And then there's all these other people. It's like, I, I don't know. Like you said, they'll probably uh, favor the, oldest biggest boosters but mm-hmm. still it's like they're not going to be in their same seats i wouldn't imagine just based if they're going with the distancing so it's i think the stadium's just gonna look weird the, the fan it's it's gonna be a weird experience unless it's just back to normal whatever it is it's gonna be weird 
Right? Yeah. No, it'll definitely be weird. It's gonna be weird. I think. I think there. I think there will be. Um, I think by the by the end of the season, there will be some fan base who feels like they were robbed of a win because of the conditions in the stadium. Whether it be lack of noise, whether it be you know strange noise because they're piping in sound noise, whether it be lack of fans, whether it be something you know something along those lines, I can I can totally see somebody. And I can, and I think it. I think that this will come to play in the playoff conversation. I think the committee will have to consider it, and I think there will be a very sour fan base and and sour journalists over some situation that arises because of this strange situation. So basically, back to the BCS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be unhappy, but except womp, for instead womp. of a com- instead of a computer deciding who our national champion is, a virus will. I think uh, I think my home Tulane Green Wave actually have an advantage because uh, nobody shows up to their games anyway, so they're already used to it. <laughs> so they're used to it's like it's like anti crowd noise. So like they're used to like the silence. Uh huh. The so Tulane is going to make a strong push this year, is what you're saying. It could be they catch people by surprise. They're going to block out the silence <laughs> and and just play their game. Oh, uh, that's good. So what do you do? You think that the band though. Because, you know, a band, I don't know, I'm just guessing here. A band is probably at least 60, 60 members. Do you think they're going to allow the bands? And even if they do, second part to the question, you know, are they going to be spaced out? Because that's going to be weird, too, to just have a band spaced out but still playing. Maybe they'll That's do a really like, good point. I haven't heard anybody talking about that. Maybe they'll do like the band, you know, they have for basketball games. It's kind of like the skeleton crew where they just, it's the whole band, except they just kind of like trim it down to like one yeah. person on each instrument kind of. But yeah, I wouldn't want them to like spread it out across the stadium. I don't want some trombone like blaring back in my ear. Nah. But yeah, that's a, something I, we'll have to figure out. I think my initial, my initial thought is no. I think probably no band this year then. They'll just have to because, the songs on the speakers. Because they'll play the songs on the, you know, with the band the, for, for, half of the half of the second quarter and and uh and you know for half yeah for half of the second quarter as the band walks down to play in during halftime they just play the music they have the recordings and they just play the recordings i wouldn't and then also if there's no fans or there's and there's no crowd or if there's no crowd noise then what do you need the what do you need the songs for right i guess other than just tradition but yeah like are you but we're throwing tradition out out the out the window for this true unless so you're this is a virus in case you didn't in case you didn't know scott there's a virus oh what does that mean <laughs> what 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 do there's, i do i just think you need to be aware there's thank a virus <laughs> thank you uh but like does that mean that they couldn't do you know like a halftime show i would think that that would be something uh you know if, if they can't sit in the stands then maybe they can at least do the halftime show because i've seen them i've seen them do the halftime shows they're they're spaced out pretty good on the field mm-hmm. in their formations. Uh, maybe not Ohio State when they're doing their, you know, their music video recreations, which are pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would think that would be something they could do. They could just play on the field six feet apart. We'll see, I guess. Um, but, all right, that's all we got. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So there was uh, there wasn't any uh, little nuggets out there that you guys saw this week. It seems like every week there's been a little bit of something, but I didn't really see anything this week that kind of just stuck out to me, other than um, Greg Abbott saying what he said, running his mouth. 
Right. <laughs> I, I'd say he needs to he needs to put his money where his mouth is, and I don't know. Some up strike up some sort of bet with someone in Louisiana, whether it's John Bell Edwards or whoever. But to make that kind of claim, you got to back it up. Mm-hmm. He, that should not go unpunished. Yeah, I agree. Well, what you working on, Daniel? Oh, nothing. I was uh, uh, he's checking. Looking, I was looking at Jamal pictures. Adams' army. We posted a video on the TikTok of Jamal Adams delivering a big hit against Texas A and M, and I soon learned that there is an entire Instagram account devoted to Jamal Adams called Jamal Adams. Yeah, shout out Jamal Adams Army for following us and reposting. So <laughs> yeah, so. I hope he's a listener. And if you are, shout out to you. Thanks, Jamal. <laughs> Maybe Adams. one day I'll be as dedicated Army. to one player as he is, but uh, you got to respect it. Right. Uh, so does that just about do it for us here? I think so. I think so. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, there's going to be light weeks. It is about that time in you know the football world anyway. This spring practices would have ended. They would have just been working on their own private uh, workouts anyway. So we're just going to assume that's happening and uh, wait for more news to come out or wait for another recruit, something like that. But um, until next time, uh, stay safe and check back with us again next week. We're going to have something for you because we're dedicated. So uh, until then, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.